Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's me, Christelle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, hi guys. I'm so excited about today's episode. I usually don't do intros, but I feel like I just want to do a quick intro for these two guests. So Bill Lawrence is the co-creator of shows like Scrubs, Ted Lasso, Cougar Town, and now the amazing new show on Apple TV called Shrinking. Bill Lawrence is incredible. Every show he's ever made, I'm obsessed with. Weirdly, he follows me on Instagram. And I remember when I found out, I was like, oh, my God, because he's, you know, so cool and makes such great TV. And his wife, Krista Miller, who plays Jordan in Scrubs, also was in Cougar Town. Now she plays Liz in Shrinking on Apple TV. Also such a gem of a human. I really feel like I'm part of this family or I want to be part of this family. So they are on the podcast today, Bill Lawrence and Krista Miller talking about Shrinking on Apple TV, but also just talking about everything like I just wanted to know everything from him. Like what, you know, what does it even mean to produce, create, like how did Ted Lasso come about? How did Trinking come about, you know, casting his wife and these things? What is it like working together? The Nepo baby conversation because Charlotte Lawrence, their daughter is super famous and, you know, runs in the circles. So enjoy. I just wanted to give a little background because I think I want to talk just about Trinking, but I ended up having so many questions. But honestly, like I've been watching a lot of TV lately watching shrinking just reminded me I'm gonna sound like Harry Styles when he said you know it's like a movie this is like a show we like to watch dumb reality TV we like to watch like teen drama like we like all that shit but shrinking 
just brings it back to like quality television, amazing acting, actors like Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford, and Krista Miller, and amazing new young actors that blew me away. A storyline that is just chef's kiss that has emotion, vulnerability, mental health, just everything, friendship, everything in it. I just wish I, you know, was in the writer's room or I want to be part of it. And this is the closest I can get. So Bill Lawrence and Krista Miller. Enjoy. Hi, Bill. Hey, I don't like how you guys seem way too close too fast. And I like it. And it's nice to meet you, by the way. I know. It's so good to meet you. I need to tell Krista if you didn't yet, because I'll always remember how I first, because it's such a random for Bill to follow me. Like, isn't that random? It was a little, by the way, but you know, it is, it's, I've been doing this for a long time and most of the content and stuff that you do is usually bathed in snark rather than kindness. And it's going to sound corny, but I'm, I'm a big kindness guy. It's kind of, one of the things in my work. So I just got the, and I, and I love Hollywood. I love all this stuff. So I got sucked in very quickly. I love that. Thank you. He was so funny. So I, before this was like a while ago, I, I don't know how I was like talking about scrubs or I was talking maybe about like couples you didn't, you didn't know about or like something. And yeah, I was late to the game. I was like, did you know that Krista <laughs> Miller from scrubs is married to Bill Lawrence, the creator? So I posted a picture of you too that I quickly Googled because everything I do is like quick and ugly usually. So I took like the first photo and it wasn't, according to Bill, his favorite photo. So I believe this is a quote. He responded to that because at the time I didn't even know. Maybe that's even how you found me. He wrote, could you, you couldn't find a fatter picture? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I was so caught off guard that I LOL'd really hard and felt a little bad because then I realized that I didn't even look at him and it probably wasn't the most flattering photo and I could have done better. Cute though. You looked, see, that's what matters. That's, that's all that matters. You were looking at me. Yeah. Girl power. This is not a good way to start. Bill, you're no. fine. But that's how it happened. And I appreciate your guys, your your support and, and everything. It's such a cool, cool thing because I'm such a huge fan of both of your work. It's, it's fun to watch, by the way, your thing get bigger and bigger. I, I'm rarely at this stage minute in my life and career on the ground floor of things, but just by the weird casualness with how that started, I got to kind of watch this go from being small to being a big deal, you know, I mean, like overnight almost. It must have blown you away a little bit too. I mean, you know how that like overnight thing is like, it's not it's really, not overnight. really overnight. It's not really overnight. Yeah, I know it's not overnight. Yeah. I know. Cause I get, yes, you work yeah. really yeah. hard. Yeah. And then... It's really hard. Yeah. But it's yeah. one of those things where, yeah, it caught it. It, it maybe got like quicker, but I have to tell you, I'm the type of person that it kind of freaks me out when it like things grow. That's why I stay off TikTok Cause like, that's where you really like, it just scares me. It just feels like too much. Yeah. So I like a kind of gradual gradual vibe. But anyway, I'm so excited, you guys. On my show today, I have Bill Lawrence and Krista Miller. Bill is the creator and executive producers on shows like Cougar Town, Scrubs, Ted Lasso, and now Shrinking on Apple TV, which I'm obsessed with. Krista Miller, actress and music supervisor. Hello. Like, add that to the title so everybody knows. On shows like Scrubs, Cougar Town and Shrinking, which you are so amazing in. I was telling Krista before you joined, Bill, that like from the trailer with you guys jumping down, I didn't know like 
what the roles are going to be. I didn't know who was going to play who. I mean, I knew that Jason Siegel will play the therapist, but I wasn't sure what your role will be. And I love how big of a part you have in the show and how you're Thank the nagging you. neighbor. Yeah. Bill, did you get any inspo from Krista IRL? I was always wondering. I was like, is he like where where this character come from? Like, I do a joke that's not fair because I often say that my wife is like the character she plays, only slightly meaner in real life. <laughs> and she gets mad because it's not true. It's not true. Look, the the thing that, and I guess I'll I'll, I'll talk about it quick because I, I told Krista I'd come clean. On the show, she plays a new empty nester who's not dealing with it well with her kids splitting. And you know that I'm a super proud dad and crazy about my kids. We only have one kid left. The scam is I'm the one falling apart. Chris is fine about it. I'm losing my jinkies. These kids are all splitting. It's crushing me. So I stole that from myself and made her play it. So at least she's got, maybe she has some inspiration for it because I've been very pathetic about it. Wait, so Charlotte left the house already? Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte lives in her own place. Yeah, but I told her like this weekend, I had her, I I coaxed her over on Thursday with a yummy dinner and then I kept her here. I like put, I took a lot, all of my sweatpants and cozy t-shirts and put them in her room again. Like I put, made all her room with all clothes in it. Oh, like a trap. Like I trapped her. And then in the morning made bagels and got all her favorite foods in the morning. And then she was like, oh, it's fun here and people do my wash and blah, blah, blah. And then she didn't leave till last night. And I think she's coming back over today. So I'll get her in chunks. And my son goes to college in New York and I'm from New York. So it's just an excuse for me to go to New York way more often than I usually do. So I have no problem with the kids going. I'm falling apart about it. I want them to live with us forever and need us forever and not have any lives except to be at our house. That's what I want. No, that's so cute. Both of you are such doting parents. It's so sweet. I just posted Charlotte recently after I was talking about the Nepo baby conversation, yeah. which I'm sure you hear about. And then I watched her on Haley Bieber's who's in my bathroom and she's so cool. And she had the most perfect answer. I think I've seen this far about it. She what wasn't even she asked say? about it. I don't think Haley even asked her. She said, like, that's what I've been wanting, you know, these uh, Hollywood kids to to say. She said it. She said, like, she said she's so grateful for the opportunities that she gets and she works really hard. And And she, by the way, thanks because she said, I'm aware that I get opportunities that other people would kill for. And I'm super grateful for. And I, I have to say, like, the directors on set of the show she did in Shrinking and also Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie who did Shrinking's opening song. He said, when Charlotte's here, I've never had a young person come in and work so hard and be so lovely to everyone. And on on Bad Monkey, they were saying too, she work, she knows her lines backwards and forwards. She's such a hard worker. She's lovely. And I thought, you know, she goes the extra mile to kind of show up and be great. Yeah. And she was telling the story about playing for Ed Sheeran when she was when she was a little. Oh, my God. That's that's incredible. But really, she seems like such a mature, like such a cool, cool girl. She's the best. You'd go crazy for her if you had her on because she's the best. I know. Okay, so tell her. Tell her. I will. Tell her that I'm cool. We'll make you you and your guy go to her uh, next concert if it's early enough. Does she come to does she do shows in New York? 
Yeah, yeah she goes. She, the last one we played there, we were all she did the Bowery Ballroom there. It was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. No, she has such a good voice. And what about are your both of your sons not into the entertainment industry at all? I got one son at well, you go you go with Henry. I go with Henry. Well, Will's at NYU. He's way into sports and studying sports management and stuff. There, great kid. And we have one kid left. Who right, I Krista. think might be president, right? <laughs> I mean, he might, he kind of owns the room. He might be president. I don't know. He's the mayor of the town we live in in California. No, not for real. Really. He's one of those kids. No, you don't want this for your, for your own kid that he is very hot. We're aware of how Hollywood he is, but it's a funny story. So we had to go to the premiere of Shrinking and he's never been to a premiere before. We don't take our kids to that stuff. And he was very excited. So he said, Mom and Charlotte have this stylist. I'm going to, for the first time ever, have a stylist pick out an outfit. And we were both like, we, what, what are you going to wear? And he's like, don't worry about it. And I will send you a picture of the suit he chose. It made, it was, it's one of the, it, I, it, I can't describe it's, it's it. White, it's white. And then with pink flowers all oh over my God. it. And his, his blonde hair. And then tell him what you did in, into the, I had to make an opening speech and I made him stand up. He stood, stood up and took a bow in the audience. And I said, the trademark of my entire family is completely unearned confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> is for his first premiere to wear something like to, to stand out so much. That is. It was so, car- so cartoony that Harrison Ford kept asking him what made him choose it. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, dude, you got to go big. There's you know? Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wait, did he ask you what you think, Krista? No, not me. Maybe Krista. Listen, the real story is that, so my stylist said, I found this Dries Van Noten suit on sale. And I was like, sale sounds good. (laughs) And then I said, Henry's going to go nuts. And I texted him at school and he was like, can we have that? Please, can we have that? And so, yeah. So you know his style. You knew that he would like be into something like that. Yes. I don't want to show off that I have an aura ring, but I have an aura ring. So I know it's like super chic and I know it's like you think only Kim Kardashian has it, but no, I have it too. No, you guys for sure know about an aura ring. Literally, it's all the rage. I know I sound so old, but so the aura ring basically is a ring that looks super chic and super cool, but it also tracks your health. Okay. So it has a health monitoring technology only works if you wear it. So you got to remember to wear it and you can get amazing insights, no straps, no screens, no boxy design, just literally a wearable technology that lets you know what's happening on the inside and delivers personalized health insights that help you uncover like how much you are sleeping, your respiratory rate, your body temperature, calories burned, uh, heart rate, activity levels, like all that. And of course, you get it through your Aura app, okay? And you could just make your life better, build healthier habits, and make changes if necessary. So they're easy to wear, water-resistant, and they come in two styles and five colors. So one small ring could make a world of difference in your health. Visit AuraRing.com slash NotSkinny to find the right ring for you and get $15 off your purchase. That's AuraRing. That's O-U-R-A Ring.com slash NotSkinny. And don't forget to use that link because it'll save you $15 on your Aura Ring. AuraRing.com slash NotSkinny. One small ring could make a world of difference in your health. Isn't it wild that we used to think that like bras can't be comfortable and we used to just like suffer in silence? I don't do that. 
uh, anymore for years. And I literally only wear bras that make me feel comfortable and make my boobs look good. Because yes, you can have both. And Third Love has the most amazing bra, the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. It has like literally 50 million thousand reviews because people are obsessed. And you know when you try in a bra and you're like with a flowy shirt and then you're like, wait, I need to try it with a t-shirt because like that's literally the test of like, will it make my boobs look good? And it freaking does. So the 24-7 classic uh, t-shirt bra is your everyday go-to bra. It'll make your boobs look amazing and forms to your body. No slip straps. Stays in place all day. It's supportive. It's comfortable. Comes in over 60 sizes and half cups for your perfect fit, for your perfect tit. And it's invisible underclothes. So it works with every outfit. So Highly recommend the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra from 3rd Love. I'm sure you guys have heard about 3rd Love. They're also the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S. And they partner with organizations across the United States. They've donated over 50 million worth of bras to help people in need. So ditch your bad bras. Do a bra cleanup. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash not skinny. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash not skinny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to know more about you guys, about how you met before before we saw saw you on Scrubs. I know that all happened around the same time, right? You got married in 1999. Scrubs was like 2001. You had Charlotte around that. Like all yeah. of it was was pretty quick. Krista was the lead of a show called The Drew Carey Show. And I was doing a show. The first show I created was called Spin City. And because of that, we were both on ABC World. That's back when everybody watched the three networks that were on. And we had to be at all these same events over and over and over. And I think, I hope, one of the reasons we're married, and I'm going to slam myself, is Krista was one of the first women that I became friends with before I ever dated. Because she was always dating somebody else. The meanest thing. And this is true. You're not allowed to story bust, Krista. Right. So she, she finally, right? So she was doing, do Carrie Shaw's in Spin City. And I kept calling her because she's always dating actors. And I'm like, you guys, you should date a comedy writer. <laughs> you should date enough, enough with the, the, the other boy actors and stuff. And she called me once finally. And she goes, I've finally come around and I've decided to date a comedy writer. And I thought it was me, Amanda. And, so, and she's like, <laughs> He's like, I think you know him. And I'm like, I bet I do. <laughs> you know? And, and then she said some guy's name. Yeah. And I know. It's so annoying. And I'm like, what? Is that bullshit? Wait, um, but did you really start dating a comedy writer? Yes. She did. But the reason, just so you know, the reason that we're married is he made the mistake of making me forbidden fruit because we talked all the time with your friends. And Krista called me up one day. She's like, hey, my boyfriend says i can't call you and talk all the time and i literally hung up the phone i'm like oh i got this <laughs> well that's that's a better story though than you being her first comedy writer 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. It still sucked. I felt like it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, did you ever use that as inspo for anything? Because it's a really good. I was pretty solid. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't bastardized our own dating life too much, except for I did once because the, the, the true, the only, the other only reason I'm with her is that I had peroxide blonde hair in the nineties and I dressed horribly, looked like Guy Fieri. It was really bad. And the night, my my longest adult relationship. One of my producing partners is a uh, six foot seven gay black man named Randall Winston, and I always say that because he's incredibly sartorial and classy. And the night I met Krista in New York at the Mercer Kitchen, it was a big function for all these ABC TV shows. That day, Randall had took taken me out, and he said, "You're so poorly dressed. We're going to get you your first suit and change your hair, and you're going to look like an adult for once." And that was the night I met Krista. She walked in and I did tell I'll tell you two sexy things that Bill did. I walked, I was dating a tiny actor at the time and he tiny in a, size or tiny in, in size. Okay. We in size. He, he could have written around on her shoulder. Well, no, you know I, mean? like, I think that like, hey, he would have been a little heavy, but wait, can you tell me uh, who it is? Uh, his name was, he wasn't tiny. He was my height. His name is Grant Shawd. He was on Murphy Brown. They're anyway, tiny, right? That's what we hear about Hollywood actors. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> he was in a, some sort of fight with ABC and he had gone to the upfronts with me and we had to go to this party that my friend Jamie Tarsus was throwing at the Mercer Hotel. And then the last minute he's like, I'm not going. And I had to go by myself. And I remember it was raining and it was late and I didn't want to go. And I walked in and Alan Ruck, who was on Spin City, said, come say hi to my cast. And I walked over and there's handsome. And I was also getting ready to break up with Grant and and Bill stood up in this cute suit and so handsome. I was like, oh my God, there are other formidable, handsome guys in this world. But I will say the sexy thing that Bill did. So when I broke up with the other comedy writer, I was walking around New York and I remembered that Bill's apartment was near the Mercer Hotel at the time. And I passed by it and I thought, I should call that handsome Bill Lawrence. And I called him up and he wasn't there and he didn't return my call. And that was like on a Saturday. And then I was like, you blew it. You know, you blew it with the guy because that was the guy. I saw him and I was like, that's the guy. I'm not ready for the guy yet because I had just come out, but that's the guy. And I was bummed. And then Tuesday I was back at home in Los Angeles and Bill called me up and he said, Hey, I'm returning your phone call. I said, Yeah, I was walking by your apartment and thought of you. He goes, Well, you better be single. And I said, I am. And he goes, I'm going to fly out Saturday and take you to dinner. That is sexy. Very sexy. Not bad, right? <laughs> Not bad. The downside was I was no longer, I no longer had my wardrobe consultant and I showed up in like a really blousy shirt and slick back hair and a sweater vest. It was very bad. It wasn't good. Well, it's been, how long are you married then? Almost 23 years. That's like in Hollywood, Hollywood, that's that's like like that's a gazillion. I know. Yeah, it's like 140 years. It's really like 140 years. And especially because you guys work together so much. So what is it like? So, Bill, I want you to tell me for me and also for anyone else, dummy, what what does it mean to be a co-creator of a show? And what does it mean to be an executive producer of a show? Sure. All right. Well, look, TV, the most fun thing in television, and you know a lot of the the people that do it, whether it's Shonda Rhimes or or JJ Abrams or, or whoever, the cool thing is, if you're a showrunner, 
um, which is an executive producer and creator, you get to be the showrunner to be doing it for a long time. And the reason so many, I think, people much cooler and more talented than me gravitate to television is unlike movies, that means that you are the head writer, you cast the show, you edit the show. You direct you, the show. When, if you direct the show, if you want to, if you don't want to, you go down and tell the directors why you get working partnerships and say, hey, I envision this scene differently or this has to be like this. You get to, you get to essentially make all of the creative decisions on the show. And generally it's a gig that if you try to do it all yourself, you go batshit crazy and burn out. If you learn, as I did, to empower other really crazy, talented people, then you can live in a world that you just do the things that you love. Like for me, I love being the, the, the head writer. I love editing. I love being on set when they shoot it. But when it comes to wardrobe and production design and music and other stuff, I defer to people better at it than me. But it's a great, so much fun job. So you're on, so not only do you write it with, with other people also, right? You get yeah, as a writer staff of 10 or 12. You're also there on set. So Krista, when you work together, like, is he telling you what to do? Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. So at work, Bill is so smart, dynamic. Oh, this is going to be bad for me. No, I feel this like it's going to be good. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> no, good for you. Because he said, he said at work. I think it's going to work badly when we get to <laughs> At work, Bill is smart dynamic, sexy, knows where things are, knows where people are supposed to be, knows what people do, knows everyone's names, knows everything. And <laughs> so funny, genius, I'm going to say. I'm such, such a pleasure to work with Bill. I don't, I don't say anything. I just, I'm just one of the other actors there, and I, I love watching Bill work. And thank God we work together because at home he's so dumb and annoying, doesn't know where anything is. Wow, I do feel like that's good doesn't know he follows me around the house like he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to turn the air conditioning on be like it's so hot I'm like turn the air conditioning on like so dumb and so thank god we i also want together. to be around you too much which is i'm learning working to get better. is too busy to want to be around me i'm just treated like just like a staff at work i would wear krista in a baby bjorn but like facing me if i could <laughs> really just, so she okay. at home yes. wait he's needy yeah <laughs> can i just say that i feel like that's such a good solution like for a, for a long marriage because if it was just home bill maybe we wouldn't yeah. be here today no, no just it's too much I'm just kidding oh no you're not you're you're not wrong and i'll tell you it's it's a joke but it's true i'm literally one of the only husbands in the world with a strong dynamic wife who a couple days a week gets to tell her what to say, how to say it, to change something I think is wrong. It's to me, it's like a gift and it makes the, the reality of my life at home <laughs> go down a little easier. Wow. No, that is crazy though. Like I'm trying to imagine it, I feel like it, it is good for, for a marriage. Cause it's kind of like role play almost. And he's so yeah, good at what he does. He's so great at it. He also does a lovely thing at work. Like he, he just doesn't have you. And I work with other people that don't have this. He has no ego. Like if you say, can I try this? He says, sure. Like once we get it in the can and if you're, if you, the way you did it is better, which it never it rarely is. Bill's way is usually better, but he'll say, try it. If it is better, he'll say that was better. You're right at, at work. And also to see every, to see him move around with all the actors and help them and come up with jokes. He comes up with jokes on the spot. That's why we, all the actors love Bill to be on set. 
because mm-hmm. he will come up with the most hilarious things for us to say. And it's sexy and, and interesting. And then when he comes home and doesn't know where the scissors are, it's like, it's okay. I'm like, they're there. Do you remember when back in the day, like we just went to the freaking department store and didn't like go to like the mug boutique. Okay. And then go buy clothes at a different store and betting in a different store. Like I know getting online and ordering all your stuff is easy, but I do want to remind you Macy's makes the world go round. Okay. And especially now the big game is coming up, guys. Rihanna is playing at halftime, and that's all I care about. And that's why I will be watching and I will be throwing a little soiree, as will you. And, you know, we need to get our team jerseys. We need serverware. We need food and snacks that will keep us cheering. And Macy's has all of that. So check it out at Macy's.com and get everything you need for the big game covered. Macy's has everything you need to take you all the way to the end zone. Don't forget Macy's.com. That's right. And also they're having a big home sale right now, like furniture, mattresses and rugs for up to 65% off. So that's amazing. Again, go to Macy's.com to check out their home sale. They have up to 65% off. That means you can refresh your space at any budget and cozy up on amazing new furniture. So Macy's.com. Again, go to Macy's.com to check out their home sale. So Macy's.com. I get asked about my article code, like more than people ask me, like, how are you, Amanda? I'm okay. Thank you. So article makes amazing modern furniture. I would say that it really is best for like apartment living, modern living, because they have couches and in, in, in shapes and sizes that really work in any kind of living space that you have. I had the Burrard sectional couch in gray for years. Uh, the Seno dining table, uh, a rocking chair for Noah's room. It's dreamy. The boucle. Uh, Oh my God, Boucle Bench, which like I love so much and just learned how to pronounce it, I think. Article has everything like bedroom, living room stuff, dining room, dressers, nightstand, sideboards, and more. But it's super easy to shop on there because it's only online. They cut out the middleman. They're not paying any rent. They're not paying any salespeople. So you can save a lot of money on uh, furniture from them. Okay. The quality is great. And uh, I even had my mom get a couch from them. She has the Seven couch. It's very, very cool. So yeah, they have a curated assortment. It's like mid-century modern, Scandi, Boho Designs. Uh, shopping is super simple. And uh, articles offering my listeners $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash not skinny. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. You really have to go to article.com slash not skinny. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash not skinny. And you'll get $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So for Scrubs, you play Jordan. Love that character. She was Thank such you. a fave bitchy, but <laughs> with like a, you could tell like, meant well underneath the bitchiness oh i miss scrubs why did it have to end can you yeah, why did it have to end scrubs reboot bill no there, there was a billion years. 
I, I, I got, I rewrote a hundred and I, I think almost 200 episodes of that show. We just had to, I just had to do something else. Yeah. It was so fun that we, by the way, petitioning everybody's like, you know, reboot it. I think most shows like this, if you're not making a money grab and we're not, they reboot so you get to hang out with old friends, but we still hang out with that whole crowd anyway. Zach directed some of, Zach directed some of Shrinking, directed some of Ted Lasso. You still see Donald and Sarah and Johnny C all the time. And Neil so, Flynn. Yeah, Neil Flynn and Judy. We're still close with everybody. So how did it happen that, so Jordan, so Jordan was like a cameo and then became a regular. Was it because the people loved her so much? There's a combination. We would have done it right away, but Krista was under contract still to the Drew Carey show because mm. they they almost overlapped. And that was a, people don't remember that was a huge. That had nothing to do with me, but that was a huge show back in no, the day. No, I so. I used to I used to watch it. Where is he? Where is Drew? He's hosting The Price Is Right. That's what he's doing with his life now. Oh. Yeah, I used to watch that. He, and whose line is it anyway? Yeah, and so he was, and so he she was still. Krista was a regular on two shows that were on. They were on dueling networks because Scrubs was on NBC and Drew Carey was on ABC, but Scrubs was owned by Disney slash ABC. So they let her do a bunch of episodes until the Drew Carey show oh, ended. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you miss that character, Krista? Oh my God. It was so much fun because it was so outrageous. I yeah. Mean, it was so wicked and <laughs> broad and ridiculous. You know, that show was fun that you could be so broad and be nuts. They had fantasy sequences that you're, I mean, the most, but also because everyone on Scrubs is really close friends of ours. Yeah, I know. I saw you, Bill, give a talk with with Zach and you guys told this story that I can't believe is true, but that before you kind of discovered his talents at directing and writing that he sent, he gave you a script and he, oh, no. he found it the next day in the parking lot with like tire marks over it. <laughs> That's a true story. So how did Bill? that happen? Was it like you threw it out the window? Oh, look. Nutty uh, professor. I always, no, I was always kind of. I just barely stayed on. I'm not that organized. And Scrubs, we shot in a deserted hospital in LA. That's now a bunch of condos off of Riverside. And oh, so, you shot in a real hospital, real deserted, creepy hospital. By the way, the first year of that show, people with actual injuries would show up because there's nurses and doctors roaming around, and it was an operating hospital until two months before we started. And so they'd show up and want stitches or want wherever, and this is no bullshit. If someone looked, if someone was bleeding and it looked great and it would look good on camera, as long as they weren't going to die, we'd be like, you want to hang around, you're going to be in the opening of this show because we're starting down here. You'd have blood on your face and stuff. So yeah, this is a real hospital. Wow, who's that and- location supervisor that found <laughs> that like gem of a, wow. Yeah, it was cool. And, uh, cool. and we are, and by the way, the, the dressing rooms were all patients' rooms and all the actors and actresses had were on one floor. The writers were on another floor. Everybody's in the same boat. It was creepy and deserted, but we had a blast. But my car was in the parking lot. Zach gave it to me at the end of the day. I said, I can't wait to read it. I put it on the roof of my car, put my stuff in the car. I drove home. He finished work. And when he came out, his script was sitting in a puddle with tire tracks all over it. I've never felt worse. I feel like such a small. Well, now you can feel good because like, if he was like nothing today, you'd be like, I ruined but he's doing pretty well. And you are, you're constantly working together, which is so cute. I saw that he said that he runs everything by you and you like getting his input. I also loved garden state and that he also directed some episodes of scrubs. Yeah. Well, look, it, it, I mean, not to tie this all to the stuff we're talking about, but it's been, the Nepo baby thing has been so interesting to me. I feel 
guilty that if I ever subject my daughter to anything because I, I, I love her so. But the truth is, one of the gifts of TV and of getting to do this, I'm so lucky to get to do this for a living. I go out of my way to do it with people I would want to hang out with anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to get shit for it because you'd see the same, all, all the actors and actresses from Spin City were in Scrubs. All the actors and actresses from Scrubs were in Cougar Town. All the people, I, I just, if I like someone and like being around yeah. them anyways, added gift is they're super talented. Why wouldn't you go, oh, I have to be somewhere, hold up for seven months. I'd rather do it with Zach or Busy Phillips or your wife. You know what I mean? It's just so fun. Yeah. I don't know if it's you who said this. I heard somebody say this on an, in an interview or podcast. The entertainment industry is super hard. That's true. But it really is an industry that like everyone can kind of try. You know what I mean? Like there is room for so many different kinds of people doing different kinds of stuff. So as much as it's like super competitive and like all this shit, literally, especially today with like social media, like you can kind of start something out of like nothing. So even though there is this like Nepo baby discussion, which I know. By the way, like when I talk about it, like my followers are over it. It's like everyone's over the yeah. conversation. It's like, yeah, enough. especially yeah. because there's so much talent. It like doesn't even matter anymore. It's just for me, it's more like interesting to find out like, oh, I didn't know that so and so was so and so's parents. You know, there's that side of it. Well, what you're talking about is more interesting, too, because if you look at the good side of Hollywood, which is a weird sentence to say, because one of the reasons I gravitate to what you do here is that understandably, there's always a lot of crappy negative stories about toxic behavior and people doing stuff that it's you can't believe it when you read it. But the other side of the coin that people don't get to hear about a lot that plays into this is something cool Jason Sudeikis did on Ted Lasso. Was There was a show that was we knew at the beginning we, that it was going to be a lot about mentorship. And we made all the writers and different crew members and different people that do everything on that show come in. And one of the questions we asked was, hey, tell us about someone who helped you out and helped you get your feet wet in the industry. And the cool thing was everybody had a story of kindness from somebody that helped them get things going, Mm. small or in a big way. And that's one of the cool sides of Hollywood, especially when there's no, like you said, you can do anything, but there's no necessarily direct line to doing anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I guarantee that there's people in your wake that were it not for them, things probably would have still happened because you're talented, but maybe not at the same pace maybe not the same way. That's just part of the cool things with this town. Speaking of Ted Lasso, did you know it was going to become this like culty show? Like it's like when, when it started? No, you know, it's funny. It's the weirdest thing with these shows is anybody through the history of time. that's like, Hey, I'm going to make a hit that never works. It's always a disaster. You're always trying to copy something else. Jason and Joe and Brendan and I, the, the, the group of creators, we just knew that we were at a place in our lives that working on something that was full of optimism and hope would be kind of refreshing. And the fact that we didn't know at all if it would work out. I used to jokingly call my production company Noble Failure Productions because if you can make something that you can show your friends and family without being embarrassed, that's all you can really hope for. Yeah. And I mean, Ted Lasso, people, so many Halloween costumes as Ted Lasso, people are demanding more seasons. Can you give us anything on... How many more seasons we're going to get? Yeah, look, the the truth, and I think it's a cool thing because we can all say it without beating around the bush. Jason Sudeikis is not only the star and co-creator, he is is Ted Lasso. And I 
be remiss if I didn't tell people like it's a lot to have a life and a family and transplant that to London where you're not only starring in the show, but writing it year round. It's a lot. So to me, when you see people hedge, it's not because anybody knows and isn't telling. It's because out of respect to what it means to his life. When he decides, we will all lean into the curve and make that happen, whatever works best for him. So how did how did that even start you creating the show together? Is it like somebody wrote it and then you reach out and you're like, hey, do you want to do this? Usually there's a different kind of experience for me because usually when I create a show with somebody, it's, it's like Brett and I were in London and we started bouncing around ideas at pubs and came up with Shrinking and then dialed Jason Siegel and we all wrote it together. Ted Lasso, I went to try and put Jason in a different project of mine because I always found him really funny and talented. And, and, and a dude that I, I think, unless you're a super fan, you don't realize like, oh gosh, he can do romantic comedy, he can be funny, he can be silly, he's a dramatic actor. And I pitched him a show I wanted to do and he dug it, but it wasn't for him. And he said, I've been trying to turn this character, Ted Lasso, that he had done a goofy kind of sketch-like SNL commercial for the Premier League years before. And he goes, I, I want to turn it into a show, but I want it to be deep and emotional and kind of have the emotional undercurrent that you do in Scrubs and do that stuff. So I, I went and looked at it and we all partnered up and uh, knocked out a script. But he is, without a doubt, the voice of that show. Wow. You know, he's, he's really, really good. That's so cool. And Krista, you said that you do music supervising. You did some for Scrubs, right? So And, and also Scrubs. for Ted Lasso and for yep. Shrinking as well, because you said you had to watch yourself. And Cougar Town, yeah. So tell me about that. What is that? Is that literally you find the music that is suits the scene? Yes. I have a partner too, and we have a composer. But I mean, it's lucky because Bill and I have the same taste in music, and I know what Bill likes. Can I give you a pop prop though? Because these, my wife was the coolest, and I, I love still back in Nell's in New York and a DJ when she was a kid in ways that I only wish I was that cool. She grew up with her uncle, uh, was a producer on SNL, going to like the SNL rehearsals and seeing those bands. So it's been part of her life forever. Oh, wow. That's, that's so music has been like in the blood in your fam. Yeah. And my mom was a supermodel and she was very young. She had me just when she is like a week turned 20. And so she used to play all this cool music in the house. And we we just had cool music playing all the time. and. I've always been into music, and so I started doing it for Scrubs. The pilot, Bill, wasn't getting the songs that he wanted, and I said, what about this? And then he's like, oh, my God, I love that. And I was like, what about that? I remember it was The Replacements, I think. It was Attitude. And then another song, and then he said, oh, will you do the?" Then he kept asking me, and then I just did the music. And then... And Amanda, um, that was the the days that, back then, it wasn't common. TV shows, Grey's Anatomy started doing it, too, and Shauna killed it, too. It just was a time that everybody started going like, oh, man, there can be a reciprocal relationship between music and television if you do these kind of cool needle drops where like one of the things that drove Scrubs early what on. What is needle drop? You spirit. said that word before, Chris. A needle drop is like when you're doing a TV show, if it's score, it's something that your composer writes. If it's a needle drop, it's still an old term for back when there were records oh. that like the, the network would say. Hey, you know what might be good in this section is a cool needle drop, meaning a cool song someone wrote, ideally placed, the whole thing is cut to, you know what I mean? And you, I think we all remember some of those 
Uh, like if you go back and see, there's a John Hughes movie. It's a thousand years old called She's Having, She's a, having baby. a Baby. It's the best use of a needle drop. And it's a, it's a Kate Bush song, right? Yeah. Hey, you guys would be really good at charades together. Like the fact that you like, thought of the same example. That's crazy, though, because that's like I'm just equating it to, let's say, making a reel on Instagram and you have to choose a song and you have to choose like what part of the song. And that's so hard. And it's for like 30 seconds. So you have to do yeah. that for like every show. For the, and there are some parts without music. And so you have to decide yeah. kind of. Where there's score, is it going to be a score? Is it going to be a song? Whose song? Your music budget is this. You can either afford this one song by the Rolling Stones or these three songs by bands we've never heard of. But what really changed in television that was cool, and it still exists today because the radio, TV is the new radio, is that you can break a young artist. Yeah. The, story Kristen, the story Kristen didn't tell you, and he'd tell you, is... We didn't have a huge music budget on Cougar Town. And the reason Ed Sheeran appeared in our daughter's life was Krista had friends in London that sent her songs by this kind of unknown singer. And we were at a restaurant. We put one of them in Cougar Town before he was, before oh, Ed Sheeran was Ed Sheeran. Cool. Great song. And then Chris and I were eating at a restaurant and he walked up, red hair, and said, Are you Krista Miller and Bill Lawrence? I was like, Yeah. And he said, I was literally sleeping on friends' couches, busker, and that check from that show came at such a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was such a big deal for me. Mm. And by the way, and that's a hard cut to him giving our daughter her first guitar and to her kind of finding those inspiring voices in music. So it, it's it's a really cool reciprocal relationship that you can, yeah, you can play a song that everybody's like, oh, I love that song. I'm glad it's being used here. But you can also do stuff for people that no one's heard. It's really neat. That is really cool. You're making me think of like when Netflix shows like Selling Sunset use really bad music that costs like three cents. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that you're like, or also, what is by that the way, song? Like none of them you've ever heard before yeah. and they're super poppy. By the way, you'll see a show like Stranger Things. And if you did the research and cared, you'd be like, oh my gosh, three different musical acts were popped by that TV show. Wow. You know what I mean? Or the, or the, the biggest one, the biggest recent one was 10 Reasons Why. What was it, Krista? No, on Stranger Things, they put Kate Bush, who, again, who I love, and yeah. they put Running Up That Hill and then like relaunched her career. Like, Oh, Kate got- Bush had a number one song again after 30 years. Wow, yes. that's, yeah, so it is kind of like parallel to like going viral on TikTok, like a song. That's, that's good. That makes me happy that that still happens in like linear. I always fight for bands that are just starting because I feel like music has given me so much and if I can help launch someone's career and we've done it so many times that it makes me it just makes me feel happy so you love that work like you because you're acting and you're doing that and yeah so if you had to choose one Krista acting but I love it so much yeah I mean especially for Bill because Bill also gives me a lot of autonomy to do it. I mean, I don't know if I'd like working for someone else. That now I'm going to be- pay attention more yes. to the music because I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, that you, there are points where you'll be like, oh my God, I love the music on the show, but it just sort of like is so soothing that it becomes one with what's happening. But now I'm going to be like, good song choice, Krista. I'm Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, keep your eyes peeled for like when you hear a new hit song, I would say one out of three times nowadays, it popped first because it was on a TV show and then people went nuts online for it. Oh my That's God. just how it happens. I love that. I love that. I'm going to Shazam the hell out of out of the soundtrack now. 
Okay, let's talk about drinking on Apple TV because some somehow we've blown past this interview <laughs> and I have so much more to ask, but let's get to this show that I literally am obsessed with. I told Krista before you came on, like I got the whole show and I'm pacing myself because it's just so good, <laughs> good. and I don't want to be done with it. It's just everything. I feel like it's sentimental. It's dramatic a little bit. It's emotional. Lukita Maxwell, like obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. What is that? She's like, be, how is she so she's be a rock star. She is. She's like, I told you also, Chris, I'm watching so many shows and it's like, she really has it. Like that thing yeah. where she could play a young, a little bitchy teenager, but that face is just like, you love it. And like, she's not annoying. She's just perfect. I, I, By the way, cool and authentic and, and she's an authentic yeah. kid. By the way, that's the most fun for me is streaming television is so weird because it's star-based nowadays in a lot of ways, mm. but that you get to combine, look, she'll tell you when you meet her, for her to show up at work and suddenly be doing most of her scenes with Harrison Ford is hysterical. It's so cool. So was Harrison two. Ford down from the get? Like, was he like, yeah, I'm in? Yeah, he was, I wasn't ready for, I knew him a little bit. And my big piece of advice I've been giving everybody lately, because I'm not that smart about things usually, it took me forever to get over the embarrassment of people saying no. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm finally over it. So I called up Harrison. I'm like, hey, man, we read the script and think about it. And he read it. And I wasn't prepared for anything but a no. He called me when I was working in Miami. He's like, hey, this is Harrison. I'm not in the first one a lot. Will I be in the second one a lot if I do it? And I immediately panicked. I'm like, dude, it'll be whatever you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be your show. Wait, but he is in the first one. I was, again, from the trailer, I, I didn't know how much we were going to see of Krista, how much we we're going to see of Harrison. And it's so nice that they're such big parts of the show and it all works so well. So it seems like everybody like was on was Lukita's character the only main character that had to audition? It was the, the main two audition characters were Lukita. She's a young actress and just get her career going. And the, the young black kid plays Sean, Luke Tenney. Oh, I He's looked, also I looked when I start Googling the actors, that's when you know they're good. Because I Googled him. I was like, did I see him in anything yeah. else? He's just so good. It's just such a good show. I told my mom, to, like, I'm telling everybody. Somebody, I never do this. Somebody posted on Instagram, this guy from The Bachelor yesterday was like, what show should I watch? I'm like, shrinking on Apple TV. <laughs> like I commented, <laughs> like a loser. Anyway, it's such a good show. It's literally, literally for everyone. And part of the premise where, where Jason Siegel's character is a therapist that starts changing his tune and telling people what to do is my actual dream for a therapist. Yes, it's wish fulfillment. Right? So that's what I'm at. Did that come from like, everyone wishes their therapist would just, Fucking tell them what to do. That's my shrink. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, really? I'll you, give uh, me Chris, I'll let, I'll, I'll let Chris talk about it because there's two things. But Chris, I get to say one thing because yeah. you have to tell the truth in the documentary. So it's cool. So look, it's wish fulfillment. But what's fascinating too is like we did the research on this, and there is you know it's so funny because everybody has two cents, and I get it. But like someone's like a, a therapist would never have somebody suffering from PTSD go fight in MMA. I'm like, yeah, that's from an HBO real sports documentary piece. A therapist did it. Do you know what I mean? So like we did all the research and there's a documentary right now on Netflix. Krista, you can go ahead and take it. So my shrink, Jonah Hill made a documentary about my shrink. Oh, you see stuck. I see Phil Stutz. My shrink is Stutz. And the first time I saw Stutz 23 years ago, I was like, I've been doing this. He goes, well, stop fucking doing that. That's going to, and I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how to stop doing it. 
And so a lot of what Phil believes is inspired into this show. I mean, Phil, Bill, I can say this because Phil has gone on, went on Doc's, Doc Shepard's podcast right. and said, I can retire because Harrison Ford is playing me. Yeah. So uh, the interesting thing is we interviewed a, a ton of therapists and we're lay people and it's fun to learn. And there's tons of different schools of cognitive behavioral therapy. But one of Phil's principles that we're exaggerating for comedy that he says in that documentary is, I want people to feel a sense of hope that I can make some kind of change in the first 15 minutes of being in there. And he's like, because I feel like you give people that kind of optimism and hope right away and they can get down to doing the work and maybe really kind of help themselves. So we found that part fascinating. That's so true. Because if you're just like, and how does that make you feel? You leave really defeated. But if a professional makes you feel like there's some hope in getting better. So what was it like working with Jason Siegel? Like Bill is obviously like really into him. Krista, was it fun? I'm obsessed. With him? I'm obsessed with Jason Siegel. Yeah. I'm, I'm madly in love with him. Obsessed with him. Want to be with him 24 <laughs> seven. Love Jason Siegel so much. He calls me fucker and I call him fucker and I love him. Oh and all the worst part of this one, show. Wait, the one thing about Jason Siegel, which I think is so funny. And I think it's because he showed his large penis in his movie. And so every girl knows wait, that. But which, wait, wait, Sarah Marshall? Sarah Marshall. He Sarah Marshall has full frontal nudity. Oh my God, I you need to go back and zoom. Oh my God, yeah, I got to zoom that. So the, all of my friends are have such a crush on him. Any, any, They're like, oh my God, I want to. I'm like, I know because it's the penis. I know it. So does he have BDE? Great. Yeah. Really? Here's yeah. the bummer. Here's the bummer is every male actor on this show including the gay character slash gay actor has this overt lovable sexuality that all of our friends talk about is whether or not they wish it's never about me. And then it's always whether or not they wish they were hooking up with a Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel, Michael Yuri, Luke Tenney. You know what I mean? No, it's they're a, it's all, a, they're all so good. And it just looked like, and they're, well, they're accessible too. Like they're and they accessible have guys. Right. Wait, yeah. Harrison Ford has BDE too? Oh, for shizzle. <laughs> oh my God. He's so sexy. Oh my God. He's so Even, sexy. Even like the fact that it's like unfair that he's literally playing a character with Parkinson's and we're telling, we're saying he has BDE is wild. BDE and sexy. And you know what I say to Bill every day? I'm like, you're lucky I'm friends with Calista because I'd be so on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They're still together. That is wild. Yeah. Yes. A great couple. Wow. Damn. I'm almost as jealous of this cast as like I was having FOMO about the White Lotus cast. Like you guys just seem like such a fun cast to shoot that show with. Is, that's, that show is so good, by the way. You were you were as obsessed as uh, we were in our house. What's what? your show now? I'm digging on The Last of Us right now. Well, shrinking. I'm trying to finish nice. up Ginny and Georgia because it's like all the rage with the young people's. Yeah, those are my two right now. Love Island is coming back. Do you guys watch reality TV at all in your home? It's a big fight because my wife and daughter watch it constantly, and that's how they know your stuff. And I'm it's not just because you one. can keep it on and like still check emails and clear your inbox. Yeah, and then Bill will come in and go, "What?" And below deck, why like, is that person doing? That? Why is like, what are they doing? Why are they so badly behaved? Why are you watching this? And I'm like, get out, get out, ruining. <laughs> I know ruining. for for your for shrinking. You're not on your phone. No, you can't. The on your other phone. shows, you're you're more on your phone than you are 
actually watching. You can um, do 27 things. <laughs> you can. <laughs> they, uh, but yes, yeah, just so you know, they're huge fans. What was it? The one that I that broke me. The one that broke me, my friend Nikki Glazer hosted. What was that called? Oh, F-Boy Island? Yeah. You watch yes. that? Uh, uh, I, we Kristen couldn't get... No, after he broke... I, I was broken with it too, but it, it's so shocking that you... Love Island, he won't... He can't even... But Charlotte started us. She'll have it on in a room and then I'll cuddle, go in and cuddle with her and bring my computer. And No, it's, I mean, you need a, a good balance. You need a good balance yeah. of really good TV and then really kind of mindless fuckery. But you guys, I won't take any more of your time. You're both amazing. Shrinking is out on Thank Apple you. TV. Two first episodes are out. And by now they're going to be like four or five episodes if I could do the math but I'm I, it's so good everybody go watch it you will not regret it and thank you both for coming on my show thank you so much it's such a pleasure to do it and I hope I get to see you again in real life can I in be your life. Nepo internet yes. friend okay Nepo internet friend okay. done hey Yay. and Amanda by the way <laughs> you know we're fans because we don't do a lot of stuff together and we both found ourselves coincidentally kind of following you on Instagram and doing all this stuff so it was fun to do oh, it made yay. us feel like we're a good it couple. makes me so happy I wish I saw you guys in person when you were here but I'll take a zoom next I'll time, right, zoom. Next time. Next time. Right, we gotta Cheers. go we gotta go to Oracle up we'll see you next time okay thank you guys right. so much bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.